0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. If you were to define yourself, what things would you consider as being a big part of who you are? Would it be what you do or what you have done for most of your life? Many times the work that we do or the studies to which we commit ourselves are an extension of who we are, whether we like it or not. Would you consider the people that are in your life? Maybe you have grandchildren or certain friends or you come from a a particular family that you still consider to be who you are today to a large part. How about would you consider... Your baptized faith as a Christian. For many Christians, baptism is an early part of their life of faith because of the blessings that come through it, whether it being created or strengthened for the first time. And this faith that we have this shows us who we are in the light of God. And certainly, that is a big part of who we are in our own identity. On this Sunday, as we observe and celebrate the baptism of our Lord we see it as the public start to his ministry when he began to reveal to everyone who he is as the promised Savior. And in this baptism, we see how God himself authorizes, inaugurates, and reveals who Jesus is, his own son, in whom he is well pleased. And that day in the Jordan River, there was plenty of reason to be pleased with Jesus because he would now be stepping out, making known to all, What was true already that he is the promised Savior. And as we look at Romans chapter 6, serving as the basis of our sermon this morning, we learn how our baptism, how it unites us to Jesus, specifically to his death and resurrection. It's because of our baptism and the connection to Jesus. We can consider our own baptized selves as being dead to sin and alive to God because of the faith we have in Jesus The same faith worked in us through baptism. Baptism is rather unique. It was commanded by Christ Jesus for Christians to do to people of all nations and of all ages. And it consists of two things, water and God's word. While the water is not too special by itself, God's word certainly is for the specific verbiage that we use in baptism, but also for the power that God works through it to work its wonderful blessings. And what are those blessings? Well, it's the gift of the Holy Spirit, also known as the gift of faith. The person is baptized when they are still weighed in their uh, in their weight with only pounds and ounces. That faith is a brand new thing. And they are brought into the family of God for the very first time. If somebody comes to the font who already has faith, well, that faith is then strengthened by the Holy Spirit as the Lord promises in his word. And as we learn here from Romans chapter 6, baptism also does something wonderful as it makes us dead to sin. We can picture sin as a cruel master who, who rules over us and who gives commands contrary to God's will and word. Before coming to faith, we were dead in sin, and slaves to sin in every way. Since coming to faith, we are now dead to sin and are free to serve the Lord as his thankful children. But perhaps a good way to understand what it means to be dead to sin is to use the phrase, you are dead to me. If someone were to say that to you, that you are dead to them, that is a serious thing. Because it means that you have absolutely no place in their life and they do not want you around at all. As baptized Christians, sin is dead to us. It has no place in our life And with the new life we have within us, we want nothing to do with it either. But as you consider your life as a baptized child of God, would you say that it is one that is dead to sin? Sure, we can't ignore and we can't isolate ourselves from sin on this side of heaven, but... Don't we make things worse as we actually delve into sin itself? We dwell on thoughts like hatred, envy, lust, or greed, and we find ways to act on them as well. We see all the fun joys that the world is offering to us, and we give into them to live life to the fullest, even in those areas where God has said is not fitting and proper for a Christian. We give in to the cravings of our sinful flesh and then we hide the evidence. so We can go back to it later on when we want to or when we need to. Why, well, as baptized Christians, when we read what Romans chapter 6 says about what it means to be baptized, we wonder that perhaps there was a typo. Maybe instead of it saying how we are now dead to sin, That it should say that we are dead in sin again. Because sin is very much a part of our life. That also sinful self in us wants so much to do with it as well. But let's revisit. What is it that scripture means when it says that we are actually dead to sin? It doesn't mean that there will no longer be that struggle against who we used to be or that we can just ignore every temptation because we will give in to them against our good intentions. What it means is that sin has no more place in our life It's because of Jesus and what he did. When Jesus stepped into the Jordan River and was baptized, it was then that was the public start of his ministry to be our promised Savior. But he had been around for 30-some years already. Even though he was born 30 years ago, not many people knew who he truly was or believed in him to be their Savior. But that would change after his baptism in the Jordan River. He would step out and would continue to live that good and perfect life, but now it would be publicly preaching and performing miracles and correcting false teachers. He would draw a crowd to himself of 12 hand-picked apostles who followed him just about everywhere he went. In pockets of followers and fans who just popped up wherever he was, whether he wanted it or not. That perfect and that public life, it led to a cross. Repaid the price that you and I have racked up with our many and horrendous sins. And then to show his power over sin, to show his victory over death, He then rose from the dead. Nothing could control him, nothing could contain him because he was now Lord of all and sin had nothing to do with him. He would be and is forever free from sin by his own doing. And that's the same status that you and I have because of our faith. The faith given to us in baptism. A baptism that unites us to Christ's own death and resurrection. So they're counted as if they were our own death and resurrection. It was our sins that were paid for with that death on the cross, the death that Jesus endured. It was our victory over sin and death that was made certain over all when Jesus rose from the grave. It was our sins that were taken away when Jesus said, I forgive you. As far as the east is from the west, so as far are the transgressions that we have done, so we can truly be dead to sin. How can all this happen? Through simple faith faith in Jesus, the exact same faith that was given or strengthened in the word and water of baptism. That's how you and I consider ourselves as being dead to sin. It has no place in our life anymore because Jesus has completely forgiven us of every sin. And the mindset that comes from the Lord, we then say to sin, sin, you are dead to me. I want nothing to do with you. As we live a life apart from that sin. Sure, we can't stop it from lurking about and we can't give up the struggle that is in our old sinful self but we can hold off the the creep that sin has within our lives. Or when it intrudes on where we don't want it, we can cut it off and take the steps to get rid of it. To have a mindset that asks, just as Paul wrote in our verses this morning from Romans, we died to sin. How can we go on living in it any longer? We can't. Because we're now dead to sin. But not only does baptism leave us dead to sin, by the very same token, it also makes us alive to God. You see, when a Christian is baptized with that word in the water, the Spirit gives them the faith. that also works in them a new life. Whereas before faith, we were spiritually dead and enemies of God, with faith, we are now spiritually alive and children of God. With this life, we no longer continue to serve sin. The the bondage of our will has been broken and freedom stands in its place. As such, we can now serve God by loving him and by loving our neighbor. With this life, we're also declared free from sin, just as if I've never sinned in the first place. And on top of that, we now live with Christ. He is with us. We are with him. As such, we're never alone without his grace and mercy or left up a creek without a paddle to swim by. And we know all this will happen because baptism is all about what God does for us. He's the one who makes it powerful with the word used with the water. He is the one who unites us to Christ's own death and resurrection. He is the one who brings a little one to the family of God or the one who strengthens the faith of the one who comes with a believing heart. It's all God and what he does for us. And the blessings that he gives to us, they don't expire. They don't weaken over time. No, they say that you are saved through faith in Jesus. Just as strongly as when that water was dripping down you As when all you have left is a wrinkled certificate and a foggy memory of that great and wonderful day. How you are still alive to God through simple faith in Jesus. And when we struggle against sin, that's how we should consider ourselves. As one who is alive to God because of what He has done and what He gives to us but we also can do well to listen to the advice of how we can remain alive to God and connect to this word to keep this faith strong as we listen to what Martin Luther wrote in the small catechism regarding baptism. Baptism means that the old Adam in us should be drowned by daily contrition and repentance and that all its evil deeds and desires be put to death it also means that a new person should daily arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. We go to God with genuine confession of our sins and trust in his promise to forgive. And then refreshed and restored in this forgiveness, we live a life apart from those sins. As we see in us what God already sees to be the case, a child of his who is both dead to sin and alive to him through faith in Christ. If you're here and you haven't already been baptized, know that this gift is for you. You are part of the all nations, of all ages, of all people that the Lord wants to know and believe and to trust who their Savior is to receive the blessings that are given through baptism. If you're interested in this, Feel free to speak with me or one of our other pastors here at Grace about how we can bring this gift to you and you can see just how great it is to be a child of God. For those already baptized, treasure what the Lord did for you with that word and the water. He made you dead to sin by making it powerless with Jesus' death on the cross. He united you with Jesus' own death and resurrection. They're so counted as if they were your very own. He made you alive to God and holy in his sight. He has called you by name and know who you are individually as his own dear child. And on top of that, he's given you the guarantee that life will be yours in heaven. Eternity is your happily ever after. And that's all yours because of faith. a faith that was given you. Something as simple as the word and water of baptism. If you were to define yourself, there's a lot of things you could consider. As baptized Christians, we have a wonderful thing that is a huge part, which is how we are and who we are because of that word and water applied to us. Being dead to sin because of Jesus and what he has done for us and alive to God with a new life that wants to live for him and free from those sins that once dominated us. And as we watch Jesus step out of the Jordan River, we can rejoice because the life he lives, the death he died, the resurrection he will, he, he will go through, that's for you and for me. And we get the benefit from it because how we're united to him through baptism and we may consider ourselves now because of him. Amen.